Glenfiddich, the world's most awarded single malt scotch whiskey, is expertly crafted and made with extraordinary care. Each single malt is a work of perfection. And we're back, Stripe Show podcast. On a Monday, I'm your host, Travis Fulton. Thank you for making us part of your day. Today's podcast, Stripe Show podcast, brought to you by About Golf Simulators, my beautiful simulator sitting in my studio as we continue to piece it together here as we are approaching July, folks. That's right. Second half of the calendar year is right around the corner. The 4th of July, right around the corner and a little bit of vacation for me, a needed vacation coming up in a couple weeks. I'll be taking the trip back to the Pacific Northwest, see some family and friends, a little bit of lake time. I am looking forward to that. Got a little bit of a cold. So if I sound a bit different, I, uh, I apologize. I'm going to bring it though. Going to bring the energy. Got some things that I want to talk about here. Lots of action in professional golf. My goodness. PGA Tour, PGA Tour Champions, LPGA Tour, the Corn Ferry Tour. All kinds of stuff happening here over the weekend. And of course, it's just going to continue on this week as we add the second live golf event out in Portland. They're going to be playing Pumpkin Ridge as they're... Uh, their stable of players continues to grow. Some thoughts on that as well. As we get into it here on a Monday, thank you for being here. Um, please make sure you uh, you subscribe and you leave us a comment. That helps. Comments and rankings help. So if you like the pod and you want to see us continue to grow and do bigger and better things, as that's my vision, then go do that for us. We certainly appreciate it. Froggy, he is on vacation this week. Uh, got a full slate here, just me today. Tomorrow, Jeff Feinberg joins me. We'll be talking about the John Deere Classic and the Live event out in Portland. I don't think these tournaments have a name. <laughs> you know, when you pay that much money, you don't even have to put a name on your tournaments. You just, yeah, here, just, just take this bag of cash and come on out. We're going to play Pumpkin Ridge. And, uh, that's all we know for now. Give me a team event, individual event. There's no name to the tournament. Um, just uh, just come on out, and uh, we'll let you know when the shotgun starts. And uh, that'll be happening uh, next week. John Deere Classic, we'll be giving you our thoughts on both of those tournaments. But I want to start uh, this week, PGA Tour uh, finishing up, of course, up in TPC River Highlands. Uh, really a fun golf course there just outside of Hartford. I've played it a couple times. Travelers Championship, they do a terrific job up there. Nice field. Xander Shoffley gets his sixth win. And I know a lot of you who have listened to the Stripe Show podcast, you're probably thinking, you know, Travis, you've been fairly critical of Xander over the last couple years on his play, particularly down the stretch, in that he hasn't been able to close tournaments. It's been since 2019, the Century Tournament of Champions limited field since his last individual win now of course he won the team event but Xander um you know he got the win and, and you got to tip your cap to him he shot two under 68 final round his key motto coming into the week was to be more patient and I was listening to his press conference and he was talking about how his statistics were good and he wasn't able to you know get a win and you know he he was patient 
And I think that was the key word, patient all the way down to the 72nd hole. Sahith Thagala, who had the one-shot lead, going into his 72nd hole, hits his drive up against the lip there, kind of an unfortunate break, and makes double. And that patience played out for Xander because then from there, he was able to play the last hole with the one-shot lead rather than down one. But my question to you is, when you watch... Xander down the stretch yesterday. Do you feel any different about Xander closing tournaments today than you did going into the week? Do you feel any different? And I think for me, the answer is probably no. I don't feel much different. I watched every shot down the stretch. And in many ways, I saw kind of the same Xander. Yes, he birdied the last hole. I, I get that. And I, and I give and I tip my hat to him for that. Great wet shot and they're close. But that's a shot that with a one-shot lead, you're going to hit that in your sleep. You're going to hit that to the middle of your green. Their skill set, off you go. But with the lead, Xander playing with the lead, trying to put it away, nine holes to play on the back nine, we saw kind of that tenant of Xander start to play out. The bogey on 12, he got very lucky. He hit one way left, hit the car pass, should have went out of bounds, stayed in, one-shot penalty made a five. The 13th, uh, very gettable par five, very tentative, made five number of pars through the rest of the back nine. And then, of course, he was down one and Sahith got the bad break and Xander was able to put it away. So I watch it. I tip my cat. I like Xander, his sixth win. He is a phenomenal player, but I don't feel that different about him putting tournaments away. Xander didn't wow me down the stretch and put that away. I still saw tentative Xander Shoffland. I think that's a tournament that kind of fell his way. Patience, yes, I think the key word. The other thing that I think about Xander is I really feel this about Xander Shoffland this week. And I don't know this 100%. But reading their comments, following these guys closely, I think Xander was on the fence with Live Golf. I think Xander has been for a long time. I think he has pursued this. I think he has really thought about taking the money and going. And I think this week, Xander made the decision to stay with the PGA Tour. And I think he made that decision. It sounds like he had a meeting with Jay Monahan, and he is in on the PGA Tour. He's made his decision. And that's what these players have to do. They have to decide, are you with the PGA Tour? Are you with Live Golf? Period. Go take the money. I get it. I'm not criticizing you. Go take the money. That's fine. But I'm also fine with PGA Tour saying, look, make the decision. You can't have your cake and eat it too. It's not the way business works, even if you are an independent contractor. And that'll play out. That'll play out in, in, in court and, and as these cases start to come about. But I'm okay with the stance of the PGA Tour, and I'm okay with the player going to play. I don't – look, if, if someone came to me and look, and people have come after me with this, and I've probably been a little more on the defense with the PGA Tour, I don't think that this league in Saudi Arabia is the best thing for professional golf. I don't think having a business model of just guaranteeing millions and millions and millions of dollars with no set business model is going to get the most out of these players. 
it's going to get them to play for something other than the almighty dollar. And be very careful, folks. We are going down a path right now, and we might already be there, that these players, brand name players, are going to make the decision to play for money, more money than play in major championships. I think there's players right now that have already taken the money that if it comes down long-term, you can't play in the major championships, they're okay with that. Is that good for professional golf? I don't think it is. And I think both can be true. I think it could be true that, look, go take the money. That's fine. It's your life. You got to take care of yourself. Go get it, Brooks. But you also got to be willing to take the questions, U.S. Open week, and not deflect it to being someone else's issue. Brooks, of course, in his own way, defensive, putting a black cloud over this. The media deflecting back to them. This is your fault. You're putting a black cloud over the U.S. Open. Oh, really? This has never happened before in professional golf. I'm sorry that we're asking the question and your name is linked to it. And oh, by the way, a week later, you took the money. So you got to be willing to answer the questions and most of them can't. Phil looked embarrassed. Brooks looked defensive. And you know who else looked bad? This last week when asked the question, Patrick Cantley. He didn't know what to do. He looked like he saw a ghost. And I made a post last night that I have the same feelings here on a Monday about Patrick Cantley than I did in the early part of the year with Bryson DeChambeau. And I posted it, I can't remember when it was, end of February maybe, and, and, of course, Bryson was going through some injuries and we hadn't seen much of him and he hadn't played in some of the tournaments that maybe he would have, you know, even considering the injury. And I just made a post and said, look, I hope that we haven't seen the last of Bryson DeChambeau on the PGA Tour. I hope we haven't. And I got a lot of pushback from that, including Bryson. He came after me, too, on Instagram. And that's fine. But where's Bryson now? Haymaker Coffee Company was established in 2021 to create the best coffee to fuel the underdogs who perseveres, who hustles, and have the give-it-all mentality to achieve their American dream. Haymaker Coffee, only roast, top quality, specialty-grade coffee beans resulting in brews that satisfies those who demand every drop from their coffee and day. If you work hard, run hard, fight hard and play hard. We have your coffee right here. We just might have well seen the last of Bryson DeChambeau on the PGA tour. And we may have seen the last of Bryson in major championships. Who knows? I don't think it's going to play out that way, but who knows? And that's sad. That's sad. Bryson is a wonderful topic for the game of golf, love him or hate him. I think he's great for professional golf. And, oh, I'm sorry, I want him on the PGA Tour. And now he's not. Now he's in live, and I'm going to have to go watch that, and I'm going to have to be open-minded about that, and I am. But it's not the same. The tournament doesn't even have a name. So here's Cantlay gets the question, and he's just stumbling. <laughs> I mean, he can't even, he can't even get a sentence together. 
And as I sit here this morning and I made the post last night, I feel the same way about Patrick Cantley as I did Bryson earlier this year. And I hope, I hope we haven't seen the last of Patrick Cantley on the PGA tour. I think Xander made the decision that he is with the tour. And I am wondering where Cantley's head is at on a Monday morning. I don't know. I don't know the answer. I'm just telling you the way I feel and my gut and my feelings. And as I'm reading between the lines, because that's what you have to do. You have to read between the lines. None of them are going to tell you. None of them are proud of it. None of them are up there convincing as spokespeople representing the live golf tour telling us how this is how great it is. This is what we're going to be doing. This is how it's going to grow the game. This is how it's great for professional golf. This is this, this is that. Well, okay. Tell us, tell us they can't, they can't, they look embarrassed like Phil. They're defensive like Brooks. They don't even know how to answer the question like Cantley. So that's the reality. Both can be true. Go get your money. I'm trying to make money. I'm trying to make money too. Go hit subscribe, a ranking, and leave us a comment. That helps. <laughs> but also, thank you for being here. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be transparent with you. And um, it's a conflicting position in professional golf today. I'm not the one, the Twitter keyboard king and queen out there saying yeah good for these guys go get their money the hell with the pga tour come on really i mean today are we really saying that for the long term of the professional game that live golf backed by saudi arabia government is the best for professional golf that's what we're that's what we're after now look i I like competition i think it's great but i just don't my, my my gut and my brain and my soul don't feel like that's the answer. PGA Tour has problems. They have opportunities. There's things that they have done that they probably regret. Every business, every person has can do things better. But I just don't think right now in the current landscape that where all of these people are going, or not all of them, but many, Dustin Johnson, Brooks Kepka, Abraham Anser, Louis Ustase, and Bryson DeChambeau, Kevin Na, Patrick Reed, Taylor Gooch, Sergio Garcia, Richard Bland, Matt Jones, Sean Norris, Sam Horsfield, Phil Mickelson, Lee Westwood, Scott Vincent, Hudson Swaver, Bern Wiesberger, Ian Poulter, Justin Harding, just to name a few. In this week... I think you'll see Ricky Fowler. I think you'll see Jason Kokrak. And will you see Patrick Cantlay? PXG has done it again with the launch of a new lineup of drivers, fairways, hybrids, and irons. The new Gen 5 golf clubs deliver significantly increased MOI, faster ball speeds, longer distances, and tighter dispersions, all coupled what the exceptional feel and sound golfers have come to expect from PXG. Schedule your custom fitting or buy online at pxg.com. Other golf news, PGA Tour champions. Padraig Harrington gets a win. How about that? I love Padraig Harrington. Absolutely love him. Great follow on Instagram. You want to talk about a deep thinker? 
in technique. Podrick Harrington is your man. I have been working on getting Podrick Harrington on the podcast. I would love to have him on. Not to talk about his game, but just to talk technique. I bet you that guy in his career has had 10 million different swing thoughts. (laughs) He is always trying something. Always. Fascinating guy. Three-time major champion. That's cool. You know, it's funny. Like it's always cool to see like late in life, this last push of you're motivated and you're ready to get after it. That's where Padraig Harrington's at right now. He's motivated to play the best golf he can. And you, and you listen to his transcripts. He's not motivated by money. He's motivated to win big tournaments again, major championships on the senior tour. And that's when you're going to get your best golf. That's when you get peak DJ, peak Rory, peak Padraig Harrington is when it's more than just the money. It's about something more than the money. It's about something more than themselves. It's about the history. It's about the competition. It's about the legacy. It's about all of those things. That's when you dig deep. That's when it means something to the soul. And that's what we're seeing with Padraig right now. I think he's motivated once again, late in life. It's going to be fun to see as he goes out there and continues now with his PGA Tour Champions career. He held on to to beat Steve Stricker by one. And as I was watching that, I'm thinking about this, and I think this is kind of an underlining theme to this podcast that even applies to Xander, as we talked about. And this next topic, Lexi Thompson, who, you know, just absolutely fell apart down the stretch at Congressional KPMG women's championship. And, you know, you you look at Podrick had a big lead going into the final day, playing with the lead, playing with the lead, putting a tournament away probably has to be the most difficult thing for a professional golfer to do. You know, all of these professional golfers that we watch their skill set, they are the best at what they do. They are the 0.0001%. And then they get out there and it's like, okay, I'm competing. I'm mixing it up. And then, you know, once you've been out there a while, if you had to put it into a short list of what is the hardest thing to do, they're going to say, well, the hardest thing to do is win. But then if you even peeled it back even more, they would probably say the hardest thing to do is, is to put away a lead and win a big lead. It's just human nature to kind of gravitate back to the group, isn't it? Like when you're down four or five, it's like you open up and it's go time and off you go. You're chasing, you're chasing, you're chasing, you're chasing. Xander's a good chaser. And then when you got the lead and it's like, shit, I'm up four or five. Now what? There's been very few that can continue to push forward. Tiger, probably the only in our generation. Maybe Phil, I guess, as the second most prolific winner. Jack could do it. When you win that many tournaments, you you certainly put leads away but continue to press down, continue to stay motivated, continue to kind of in its own way chase. And Podrick couldn't, he came back to the group. Sergio or Steve Stricker was moving up to the, up, up to the lead. So when we chase the different mentality, when we have the lead, we tend to kind of fall back. We saw it in the PGA tour champions. We saw it with Xander with the big lead. And we also saw it on the LPGA tour 
where Lexi Thompson had the lead and she fell back. But even before that, NG Chun had the big lead and she fell back. But NG Chun gets the win. She shoots five under to get another major championship. What if I told you going into that event that NG Chun would shoot 75 and win? That's what she shot. She shot 75 on Sunday and she shot 75 on Saturday. (laughs) How about that? And she shot 64 on Thursday. There was a point for most of the day on Thursday, she was eight under and everyone else was at one. And there's a few, I think that got in there at like a two and three, but she just blew the field away Thursday, backed it up with a beautiful 69 big lead. What happens? 75, 75. Hey, Angie, you're going to shoot plus six this weekend after two awesome rounds. <laughs> Comes back to the lead. Lexi comes out, birdie fest, two-shot lead, heading into the 12th hole. Back nine, late on a Sunday, and you could just feel it coming. The nerves, the putting leaked into a really dicey wedge shot around the green on the par five. Just straight nerves. Just straight nerves. Tough to watch. It really is tough to watch because Lexi's a terrific ball striker. She's so long, great iron player. Situationally down the stretch, time to win with the putter in her hand, absolute train wreck. And I'm not trying to be mean, but it's just an absolute train wreck. And it's, you know, I give her credit for changing her grip. That was something that I talked about that I felt like she needed to do is to try to do something different with her grip. And she did. You could see the right hand more to the side like a pencil. But when the nerves are on and you play defensive, uh, you see a couple things usually with putting. And I want to turn this into kind of an instruction moment here for a second. When the nerves are on with the putting, you'll see a very short stroke usually. Like the backstroke will go very short. It's It's called a daylight stroke. As soon as you see daylight between the ball and the putter head, then you go for it. It was like, and you saw it on that really short par putt. I think it was 14 or 15. I mean, I'm not even sure the putter head went back. And she just jabbed it and the face shut and she missed it left. The second thing you see is you see the putter head oftentimes will swing up too soon. Right, there'll be too much rate, or, you know, kind of elevation in the putter head swinging up. You'll catch it low in the face. You saw that with her as well. You also see some kind of deceleration, right? I think you saw that on the last putt, downhill left to right, putter head just, I think, a deceleration phase through the impact zone, and she missed it as soon as she hit it, as soon as she hit it on that left to right putt. Those are things you see with players who are under the gun with nerves and man, it is, it's just, it's just tough to watch. It's just brutal. And you could just feel it, sense it. It was coming and she was going to be challenged with that putter again. It has cost her easily two to three major championships. Who knows how many more tournaments, And it just, it almost, it's like, that's golf though, right? Like you could be so powerful and dominant off the tee into the green and something as simple as a two and a half, three foot putt can absolutely paralyze you and completely take away any chance for you to win the tournament. 
And that's what happened with Lexi Thompson. It was tough to watch. I do give her credit for changing her grip. Um, you know, where does she go from here? I think there has to be obviously this continuation of dealing with your nerves. I think there has to be something of understanding when you are under the gun, where the miss is, how the putter head tends to respond. It gets very short back. The putter head wants to elevate coming through. There's a deceleration phase. Can you create something that's going to help you when those moments hit and you know, this is how I respond to those moments. What do I do when the moment becomes maybe too big, right? And we can all put ourselves in that situation. I can put myself in that situation. We're all in this together. For me, when I get under the gun, I tend to get a little short with my turn. I tend to hang a little too far left. I get a little short with my turn. I don't complete things. And then I get a little too out ahead of it and I'll start blocking it a little bit or I'll hit a pull, um, a hard kind of pull. And then sometimes I'll hang on and it'll just flare right. And it gets a little more pronounced with the longer clubs. What is it with you? Is it around the green? You get a little dicey with your hands, your putting, you get a little jabby. We all have it. It's, and I think what, what's important here, and I want to finish up with this on the podcast, and thank you for being here on a Monday as we talk through a few of the elements here of professional golf and the men's game, the women's game, the young man's game, the young ladies' game, the old man's game. <laughs> Um, but what, what is it for you and, and how can you learn from that? That's the key. What do I do under the gun? I, this is what happens to me. There has to be that first step in therapy, right? Where you have to admit your problem. And then from there, what can I do to help solve that problem when that moment hits? And this is something that players think about professional golfers think about. I get nervous. This is what happens. Okay, so when it hits, here's what I'm going to do to combat that. The flip side of that is I have a lead, and now I want to keep playing instinctive golf. Perhaps we could even label it more aggressive golf versus becoming more defensive and falling back to the crowd, falling back to the rest of the field. It's hard to do those things. It's damn hard. And I think it's a reminder as we watch it this weekend. Yes, Xander won, but it wasn't like, you know, feel different about Xander after this win than we did going into it. It wasn't, yes, I know he stuffed it on 18 with the wedge in his hand. And that was big, but it was, I don't know, maybe I'm not giving him enough credit. And, 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 and perhaps that's a fair critique on this. And I'm being too hard on Xander. And I like Xander. I do. And I want him to be a great player on the PGA Tour. I don't think he's great. I think he's good. I don't think he's great. I don't think he's, I'm not putting him in the category of what I've seen from Rory and Rom and Spieth and JT. I'm not putting him there yet. I know his skill set is going to suggest and his stats are going to suggest that, but not situationally yet. Yesterday doesn't change my mind. Lexi Thompson, of course you're not going to change your mind. You saw it again. It's tripled down. Now what are you going to do? Do you go left hand low? 
Do you go left hand low on left or right putts? Speed up the putter head going back. Lower finish. You know, low finish. Shorter finish. More speed back. Lower through. Almost feels like you're hitting down on it. Do you put more weight left? Left hand low. And we saw it with Padraig. Three-time major champion. He's been in that situation so many times. And you know what Padraig did? He came back to the crowd and shot one over on the last day. This stuff is hard. Winning is hard. And it's just fascinating when it kind of is all coming at you from all these different tours to, you know, to try to filter through it all and talk about it all. But it was a great weekend of golf. We've got uh, another terrific week of golf coming up. We've got a great lineup for you this week. Jeff Feinberg joins me tomorrow. Tim Tucker is going to join us on Wednesday. Tim Tucker, of course, uh, created that ball marker that I put out there on the podcast about a month ago. And you can still get that on my website. And he's going to come on. It's a ball marker, but it's much more than that. It's going to help you aim the ball based off of how much you think the ball is going to break. His first tutorial on that ball marker will be on Wednesday. Froggy's on vacation. I'm going to pick it up with Tim. He's coming back. He was Bryson DeChambeau's former caddy. Very smart man. Fascinating tool. I mean, fascinating. First tutorial on how to use this on the Stripe Show podcast on Wednesday. Working on a special guest for Thursday as we have golf all over the place once again as we roll into July. I hope you have a great week. Don't forget, visit TravisFultonGolf.com. My instruction programs are going to be sliced this week, starting today. They are dropping in price for the month of July, starting today. Operation Baby Draw, Operation Drip Fade, Total Driving, Strokes Hand Short Game, and 150 yards on in. The prices have been dropped Go get one, get the bundle. It's the best deal in golf instruction. Check it out. I'm here to help you play better golf in July. Great information, right order. That is my motto with those. You've got to have a plan, a template to follow. The good thing about the training programs is you can do it on your own time with full context. And if you really want to take it deep, then you do an online lesson with me and you send me some video as you're in the middle of it. That's when it gets really fun. Thank you for being here. A few thoughts on professional golf last week. Let's have another great week as we enter the month of July, 4th of July, celebration of our country right around the corner. Folks, thank you for being here. Back tomorrow, Jeff Feinberg, Stripe Show Podcast.